1: Eleven three zero. Global Business News,
2: 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: From Bloomberg World, Hank Waters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks plunge the most in 10 months. We are brought to you by the American Arbitration Association International Trade or Business Dispute. Resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution. The leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world. ICDR.org. U.S. stocks joined a sell-off in global risk assets on speculation that the U.K. decision to leave the European Union will hamper worldwide growth. Equities sank to session lows in afternoon trading that now got down more than 650 points. It ends the Friday session at 17,399 down 611 points a decline today of 3.4%. S&P 500 index down 76, a drop there of 3.6%. Nas stacked down 4.1 percent the 10-year yield now at 1.56 percent gold surged 57 dollars the ounce to 1321 a gain there of 4.6 percent sterling got to a 30-year low i'm charlie pellet that's a bloomberg business flash you're listening to taking stock with pim fox and
3: kathleen
2: hayes on bloomberg radio
3: there are analysts, there are strategists, and then there are bookmakers. Steve Buden is the chief executive of PickNation.com. He's also the vice president of Gaming Nation. And, uh, well, PickNation is the world's largest online pay-per-view analysis site in the sports handicapping industry. Here to help us explain what went right and what went wrong in handicapping the vote for Brexit, Steve Buden from Miami Beach. Steve, thanks for being with us.
2: Oh, it's so good to be with you.
3: So, you know, we keep kind of characterizing it as what did the bookmakers get wrong, but it's not really the bookmakers, correct? It's those people placing the bets.
2: You know, you you got it right. You know, it's so funny. The biggest misconception in the bookmaking business is that every bookmaker has some Chinese guy in the back room with a syllabus and a calculator trying to figure out what the odds of the games are going to be. But just like any market in the world, the, the odds are not determined by the odds makers. The odds are determined by the bettors. And, in, for instance, in football, the lines come out the night after the game, with the same night that the games end. Sunday, the games end. Sunday night, the new lines for the next week come out. And those lines get bet all week long until Sunday. And you could start every game at pick 'em, But by the time it got to Sunday, that line is going to be the correct line according to the market.
0: So, uh, the, uh, there's a lot of people talking, though, about, uh, how the bookies got it wrong when it comes to this political vote, which is not exactly like, um, you know, not a, like, uh, like a sporting event, although I guess it is. Uh, there's it a story the in The Independent saying the, the guy who, uh, is the head of political betting at Lad- Ladbroke's. Right. He just says people were over. Confident on, on remaining, but does this just kind of show the 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 uh, folly of relying on something like the the odds the bookies are carrying to determine what whatever outcome is going to happen?
2: When it comes to America, and in the past, the bookies have never been wrong in predicting a president. Only, like I said, saying that like your the the host initially said. And alluded to saying that the bookies predict anything is just in and of itself disingenuous because it doesn't happen. The, the, it's the, who did it, who got it so wrong were the betters. And I believe the unique scenario here was there was a genuine disconnect between the people. Um, in Britain, that actually have access to bookmakers and and disposable income to bet with bookmakers and time in their day to talk to their friends about what they think they're going to bet on and then actually go down, take time out of their day to go down to the place to make the bet. Well, those people all probably were going to vote Remain. Because remaining probably helped those people in life or didn't hurt those people as much. But the rest of the country who's hurting and who needs change and who doesn't like the direction of the country and doesn't have the disposable income and the means and the wherewithal and the mindset to go down and actually place a bet with a bookmaker and take that kind of time out of their day for a luxury activity like that, well, they're all the people that were betting out and exit. And they weren't being represented in the bookmaking vote like they normally are during the soccer games because they didn't have time to make a bet on political outcomes. This outcome was much more than just a bet for them. In in their minds, it's their whole life and livelihood. And I don't think for the first time, I don't think that that vote was represented in the betting because those people just don't have the time to bet.
3: Steve, you bring up an interesting point because whether it is a sports book or in this case betting on a political outcome it is the constituency of who is actually part of the event. For example, if you're talking about a team, you can analyze a team from the outside. But if you are, in fact, part of the electorate, and as you just described, don't participate in the bookmaking process, it's not as if anything is wrong. It just means that you don't have a really decent and coherent sample. Is that accurate?
2: That's exactly correct. That is exactly 100% correct in this case The people that were betting were were disproportionately represented. So
3: can you apply that to other things? So, for example, if you're betting on other types of events or, indeed, on other types of sports events, you don't want to really know about the event. You want to know about the other people who are betting and participating. That's
2: exactly correct, and that's the difference between what we call in our business knowing sharp money versus sucker money. And by the way, sucker is a derogatory term. That doesn't really mean something so derogatory. It just means that somebody is behind the bookmaker on the information chain. If the game moves from four to four and a half, the bookmaker knows it before the customer. If the customer knows it before the bookmaker, he's a wise guy. He's not a – he. he, he He's a, he's a Sharpie. He's not a sucker. If he knows it after the bookmaker, he's a sucker, meaning that he's a retail customer versus a wholesale customer. You know, if, here, uh, go ahead.
0: If it'd be very, it would have been great for people to hear this conversation before the vote, because it seems to me the logical conclusion is if you'd realize that there's a very limited pool of people who might be voting to leave, who are betting, you could have made money saying, aha, that's not a great gauge. I'm going to take those odds, right, mm-hmm. and vote to leave. I could have made a lot of money.
2: Well, let me tell you something, as an analyst who makes his money uh, analyzing games before the games start, I can tell you it is so much easier to analyze something after it's happened than before it starts. So in this case, we get the luxury of seeing the cause and effect and then going and saying, well, why did this happen? And that's always a lot easier to figure out than trying to figure it out before it happens. Um, And I think in this case, you know, it shocked everybody that, uh, you know, that it was so wrong. And in searching for that answer, we figured out that, hey, wait a second, these people that are voting exit, they're not being represented in, Dubai, you know, in, in this bookmaking poll. Steve
0: Booth, thank you so very much. We'll look forward to talking to you again as the presidential race in the United States heats up. He's CEO of PickNation.com, joining us from Miami Beach. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.
3: Coming up on Taking Stock on We're going to take stock of oil and energy with Fadel Gate, Managing Director, Oil and Gas Analyst for Oppenheimer & Company. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.
2: From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate?